And welcome back, internet friends, to the Digital Deep Dive Show, the show that is all about showcasing incredible technology and exceptional people building it, using it, and the impact it has on society at large. If you're new around here, you can find this show and all other previous shows on Pog Page. It is a podcast platform for showcasing housing podcasts. You can also find us on Apple Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and have all episodes downloaded automatically to your device. With all that said, let's jump into the show. All right, so we're talking about everything as a service, and uh, the biggest thing that you'll see is all software companies, not all, but most software companies are moving to SaaS. What does that mean? That means software as a service. That means you are essentially renting the software from a week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year standpoint. You give them your data, your information, and as a result, you get a turnkey solution. That means no server sitting in a data center that you have to manage or a colo. Fancy terms for it is super easy. So the first one we're going to talk about really, um, or not the first one, the one we're talking about this week is called Fleet and Feet. Fleet simplifies equipment management and renewals of computers for business through a turnkey subscription. So we are using a very similar model here with Fleet to a SaaS solution. The difference is it's a tangible asset or a you know a piece of hardware here. And uh, why do I like this? Well, the acquisition of devices is a pain. Uh, leasing a solution uh, to equip employees with the best computers and cell phones with a few clicks makes it super easy. The second one, it uh, it's uh, easier for the management team. So management doesn't have to go out and buy devices, keep them up, store them. Uh, from a user standpoint, it's fantastic because you get a new device every 36 months. So no more like four-year or five-year cycles. I mean, if you think about your average computer, you get about three years out of them. And anything past that, they're just starting to get heavy, they get slow. Can you imagine having a device for five years? It just seems like the most painful experience of your life. Imagine having the same iPhone or Android phone for five years with all the updates that they push to it. It would just be a terrible experience. So why does this matter? Device management is a pain. And the fact that if you are a small business, not only does it take up valuable resources, but it also requires hands-on keys. The removal of this step in the employee onboarding experience allows the team to focus on what matters to their organization and lets the device management be handled by someone else who does this as a core competency. From a financial standpoint, it allows devices to move from a capital expense to an operational expense and lessens the upfront capital spend for an organization. While Fleet is only in Europe, one would expect something similar to pop up in the US. So I'm talking about this and I'm looking for a fantastic solution like this in the US. So if you are out there and you're doing something like this, please contact me on Twitter at uh, Reed Daily. I'm very impressed with what they're doing uh, in Europe with this company and look forward to hopefully hearing an announcement that they will move stateside.
So our next story is talking about uh, Apple device management. So you'll see the theme from story number one, talking about device as a service and a very SaaS model. And the next one is Apple device management. So they're sort of in that same lane of governance and control and ease of use from a central location. So what does this mean? Uh, with one subscription, you can seamlessly bring together device management, 24-hour support, and cloud storage for your users. With Apple Business Essentials, your small business can easily manage every iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple TV uh, every step of the way. So you can do setup, onboarding, backup, security, support, repairs, updates. It just makes it easy. Uh, my favorite quote that I saw for this is, as these small businesses grow, so does demand on their time. If you have more employees, you're likely to have more devices. And that can mean time dealing with managing those devices, whether it's setup, being lost, etc. So we felt like we were in a position to help by providing a really easy solution that helped small businesses stay focused in running their business. Uh, this was a quote from Prescott from Apple. So why does this matter? Uh, mobile device management is critical for uh, any size organization, large or small. And for a long time, Apple devices were always an issue. Uh, you know, if you remember like 10, 15 years ago when the iPhone came out, you couldn't even get email on it because it didn't work with Exchange. Now they're mostly part of like a BYOD hybrid workforce landscape. And there's been alternatives in the marketplace uh, for this sort of thing, but uh, you know, a service like this allows you know users to be controlled from a single point. Uh, it keeps personal data separate from your work data, and it really allows admins to manage these BYOD devices. The price starts at $299 and moves upwards, and I just think it's great to see Apple rolling out this product. Uh, if you're on the IT side of the house, it's just really makes your life a lot easier. Uh, if you're a small business to control all these devices, it allows you to kind of limit the apps and services that the devices could uh, have. It allows you to kind of wipe them or deal with them if needed, allows you to see some security bugs. Um, and it really just gives you a bit more control without a lot of, uh, you know, friction and wasted cycles on uh, dealing with the devices. So uh, head over to Apple's uh, website and check out Business Essentials to learn more about this new program. So our third story comes from a recent announcement from Adobe talking about their customer journey analytics. Uh, the tagline was, see every action in the customer journey regardless of changing market forces. So built on Adobe's experience platform, customer journey analytics is a crossed channel analytics application that delivers customer analytics at the individual level within seconds rather than days, weeks, or months. With an intuitive collaborative interface, customer journey analytics helps organizations activate and enhance engagement through the customer journeys all at scale. So that was a mouthful. Let's talk about what that is and why it matters. So similar to how organizations will A, B, uh, product uh, you know, with color, look, feel. Adobe wants to further expose those capabilities to help businesses better understand how even small changes can affect a customer's overall journey 
across their various properties and channels. Adobe today with this new product launch gives analytics that allows them to test in real world scenarios and analyze the results. Uh, a company may want to see if a change in their mobile app reduces calls to the call center, uh, you know, or if it helps uh, increase conversions or downloads. So you can go over to Adobe and uh, look up their customer journey analytics. We'll try to link it in the show notes. But it's just an interesting evolution of how we're using A-B testing in a digital landscape. Um, the best example I actually heard of this ever was the Trump campaign, where the gentleman who was running, uh, you know, what was it, uh, ads for his first presidential campaign, they had actually gotten down to certain regions in the country um, and we're looking at difference in the colors of the advertising. So if people resonated with blues versus greens as the background color or reds versus yellows, and they were tweaking things. It was just a really interesting use case that, you know, the fact that some random, you know, team had uh, put this together for a presidential campaign and this just hadn't been you know, done before. But, um, you know, this wasn't meant to be like a political comment. It was more just an interesting use case. Um, but, you know, Adobe is, is obviously one of the top players in this space and just seeing how they're applying analytics through the creative lens process and putting data uh, to help, you know, sponsors, you know, kind of operators tweak ad campaigns or customer journeys is fantastic. It takes a little more cycles to get all of these set up. Uh, so folks need to recognize that there is a little more or a lot more effort on the input. But thanks to new tools, you can do it, uh, you know, faster, obviously. And uh, if you uh, are using the customer platform today, send me a, a message uh, on LinkedIn. I'm kind of curious your thoughts on Adobe's uh, stack and how they are making enhancements to your day-to-day -day, uh, workflow. All right. So our next story jumps into health tracking in the metaverse. And you're probably you know, listening to that and saying, wait, you're tracking how fit I am as a digital avatar? And the answer is no. So the overview here is the Quest 2 headset. This is the headset by Facebook has managed to find a niche in high tech piece of exercise equipment as people use software like Beat Sabers. Um, if you don't know what a Beat Saber is, just go watch Star Wars to get a cardio workout. So as of last week, Meta has announced, or announced, I suppose, that the Oculus Move is now integrated into health apps, and you can see your stats like any other fitness app. So what does this really look like in your personal space? So you've got the Oculus Quest 2, which is like that headset, that is wireless. You've got your two controllers and your you know left and right hand respectively, uh, and you can do sort of fitness apps where you're running, you're jumping, you're playing tennis, you're boxing, whatever. Uh, I tried out the lightsaber app. It's it's pretty cool. I was one of the like 15% that got a little bit dizzy when I tried it, but uh, I also didn't give it a ton of try. But it it was pretty fun when it, when I was playing with it. So um, let's let's just talk and you know, talk about why this matters. So first off, let's just say that we're living in the future. Let's let's just be clear. Uh, we are going into a video game to work out and we want to track the data. 
Uh, if uh, only uh, our great grandparents could see us now, they would just uh, be like, yo, just go outside. But uh, let's just say that you are uh, an area with bad air quality, it isn't safe, it's cold, or just a variety of other reasons. Uh, the Oculus headset is is actually a really viable alternative. Um, if you don't believe me, go buy one. Go to your local Best Buy or wherever else you can uh, get a demo of one. It's pretty incredible, the experience inside that headset. It's a little bit heavy, it's, but it's not over the top. Um, so, uh, you know, many gym brands have uh, gone and, and tried to create uh, or, or are creating content in the metaverse. Uh, Peloton, Nike, Orange Theory, UFC, uh, Gems, Barry Boot Camps, the list goes on. I would, if I was like sitting in their uh, boardroom, I would start taking a hard look at creating content in the metaverse. It's probably not where they want to go next, but it's where they should be thinking about going at some point. And whoever gets there first, I think will have um, the opportunity to capture market share and really be the de facto, uh, you know, digital fitness brand in the metaverse. And, uh, you know, if you think about it from a cost standpoint, Peloton uh, bikes are like, what, 13 to 2700 The treadmills are more. The, the, the cheapest device they have, I think, is like you could argue the app. But uh, they've got the, you know, the, the new... Uh, video device i believe it's coming in as 300 bucks so if you compare that to the oculus at 300 dollars uh plus like a you know an app that's only like 40 to 50 bucks versus the monthly cost of peloton i mean the economics start actually stacking up in favor for the metaverse so you know while i'm not jumping into it today i will have to say that I will probably go back and buy the Oculus 2 at some point or when they come out with the Oculus 3 and it's a little bit lighter. I'm probably going to go buy that. I mean, I thought it was a really cool experience. And to be able to do a couple things like maybe play golf or play tennis in my like living room when it's cold or nasty out, you know, it's something that I would be interested in. So actually hats off to Facebook for putting out a pretty nice little piece of hardware. I, you know, I think it's pretty cool that this is version three. You know, you get the first version with Oculus as a company, the second when Facebook owned them, and this is sort of the third. And, you know, I mean, imagine you fast forward 15 to 20 years from now and what that experience is going to be like. It's going to be pretty impressive. All right. So an, the next story comes in from a company or an app and service called Weight Room, which is a new live streaming platform for real-time communication that enables sequential, authenticated, one-on-one -on -one engagement between host and large audiences. Founded by veteran entrepreneur co-founders Vinnie Lingham, uh, Margaret Grobler, and Michael Gaylord, and folks, I'm so sorry that I'm just crushing y'all's names. Uh, it started in San Diego and was um, an idea to create a one-on-one -on -one engagement between host and individual users, even with large audiences. Uh, the launch will kick off with a virtual uh, event that uh, features lineup sessions hosted by celebrities, business leaders, and social media influencers. So outside of just crushing those poor founders names 
let's talk about what this service is and why it matters. So uh, an authentic dialogue between people is easy, fun, safe, and time boxed. It allows you to host an event and the system provides the controls. So if you've ever hosted an event, you have to have an event coordinator. This is like the person that basically gets the host up and running, tees up the guests, switches from guest to guest, turns on the guest, turns off the guest when their kind of portion is done and allows you to share that with a, you know, a large audience. So instead of just having, you know, a bunch of people on a Zoom call and you mute or unmute folks, this is a much more like controlled experience. So for me, this feels like a very much a more structured approach to live events to let's say spaces uh, from Twitter and Clubhouse from I think just Clubhouse. And, uh, you know, from the screenshots and images and the video that they put out on their product, it's very intriguing. Um, I think there's always challenges with these new services. I'm always kind of curious if they believe they can be a platform or just be acquired by a platform. But, uh, you know, I look forward to trying to give uh, Weight Room a space or a space a try. And uh, hats off to the team for launching the product. It looks great. And, uh, you know, looking forward to checking it out more. So the last two uh, stories I thought I'd want to hit on was the fact that Peloton launches Guides, which is their twenty or two hundred and ninety-five dollar uh, device. You know, it's uh, basically a camera with some sort of wearable that tracks your movements in and around your house. It'll be interesting to see, you know, within the uh, you know ecosystem of Peloton and trackable devices, how this stacks up. It's a uh, publicly traded company, so they might actually have to disclose uh, the sales. We'll see how that that goes. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting device. I don't think I'm going to jump in to buy it tomorrow, but probably something that's going to be on the Christmas list for this year. And then the last story uh, is uh, you know all about Twitter uh, obviously you've if unless you've been living under a rock Elon Musk uh, purchased nine percent of Twitter through stocks and is now sitting on the board and I'm sure he's going to have influence on the product but before he even has influence on the product Twitter is launching an unmentioned feature which allows you to actually remove yourself so if someone ats you you can actually you know, remove the at sign and it'll just mention your name. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see with, you know, Twitter's new CEO and Elon Musk on the board, what new products and services uh, Twitter rolls out with in the coming months and years. All right. So that wraps up this episode of the Digital Deep Dive Show with me, Reed Daly. Uh, just as a reminder, all thoughts, ideas are my own. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter uh, follow me at Reed Daily, R-E-E-D-D-A-I-L-E-Y. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Just search Reed Daily. And uh, with that said, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the show. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.